Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, Tyvis Powell, Jason Lloyd. Plus, ba-da-da-da-da, you're loving him, Mikey McNuggets. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show starts now. Booyah! Hey, the final four is set and we got some dandies. Three old teams and one new team. And I think the biggest takeaway from the weekend is this. Detroit can do it. Why not Cleveland? Yeah, that was kind of crazy, man. Detroit, Why not? They, listen, that, upgrade our talent. That, yeah, we, <laughs> massively <laughs> upgrade our talent. That's but, I like that. But That's for forty years, for forty years, they yeah. were discounted from the conversation, just like we were. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, here now they've got an uphill climb. It's going to be a tough one Sunday, but they have a chance. And the other three, nothing excites me about the other three because you know, same old, same old for me. But I love the fact that we've got a newbie in there, and let's see what they can do. The Detroit Lions, one win from the yeah. Super Bowl. And then, if correct me if I'm wrong, I didn't look this up. That would leave the Browns as the only long-term standing franchise. That hurt. Outside of the most recent expansions yeah, yeah, yeah. to not go to a Super Bowl. I think so. I think Because yeah. Carolina hasn't gone. Houston hasn't oh, Carolina, gone. Carolina has gone under Cam Newton. Oh, you're right. You're right. right. Jacksonville. They only made it to the AFC So it's, it would be Jacksonville, Houston, Houston and Cleveland, I believe. Yeah, I think. If Detroit makes it. Yeah. And once again, for all the talk of defense, and obviously the Chiefs defense has been good this year, and the Ravens defense has been sensational, it's all about the quarterbacks. The better quarterbacks. Sure, look at the ones games. that are left. Yeah. I mean, the ones that are left. Actually, it was an interesting stat. All of the remaining eight were first-round picks. And a lot no, of them for high first, except for, for Purdy, uh, Purdy yeah. who is, of course, Mr. Irrelevant. So you have the outlier, and then you have all of the number ones. Um, quickly, we're going to talk about this throughout the next couple of weeks. Uh, has your favorite change for who's going to win the Super Bowl? Obviously, you know. Yeah, I, I had the Bills winning. You had so. the Bills. I had the Bills <laughs> I, losing I, to the Niners. I still had the Niners winning. I had, I had the Bills. I had the Bills playing the 49ers. So do, do you go with Baltimore now? Do hey, you go to, with Detroit? To, to me, I'm going with Kansas City. Uh, to, to, to Kansas me, City look good. They, 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 they look really they really, good. I, I was really impressed with their poise. Yeah, like they just it their just defense. It just didn't seem like a, a play, like a huge spot to them. They just was like, okay, let's go play. I, I and think, now the, all of a sudden the narrative is uh, Patrick Mahomes is one and zero in playoff games on the road. Right. right. <laughs> now, now, how quickly well, that's talk about a disappointing season, and for him statistically it was. Yes. And he's been great in the playoffs. They flipped the switch. as he always is. Yeah. And I'm rooting for Detroit. I want Detroit to win. I do too. But I think now I'm flipping to Kansas City. I, I got to go with. I'm, I, I hate to say it. I, I had to go with Baltimore. Yeah. They, they look just, good too. They just the way they just dismantled uh, the Texans. It wasn't even close. I do think that we have the best two teams in the AFC. Um, the NFC, I mean, there were a couple of teams. Dallas petered out quickly. I don't know. I think, um, I think, I I think you have I, the four best teams. I, I mean, at one point I this agree. year, we weren't looking at Detroit. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe yeah. we do have to. I hope we do. They That's were the, a botched two-point conversion away from being the two-seed. Yes. And they actually got the two-point conversion. The refs messed it up. So if you actually want to go off, they beat Dallas head-to-head. They were the three seed, ended up getting a yeah. second home playoff There's game anyway. There's still some controversy after, as to whether or not I mean, the refs City messed was, it up. Kansas City was the three seed also. Buffalo uh, was so we're going to get into yeah, all I that. I thought point. Buffalo ran the ball way too much. By the way, before, like, there's been crazy arguments on Twitter. 
about a tweet I put out that pissed off the Baker Bros and the Watson Warriors. <laughs> Mike's like, we got to wait till tomorrow to talk about it. G the accused ba- me of being out of pocket when he first came it was in. Out what of was pocket. Tweet? What was the tweet? What did, what did you uh, say? We, we were, we to were, piss them both off at once. We, we, were for, we were forbidden. I tw- I'll just tell you the tweet. I we're said, this all tomorrow. There's never going to be a day where this is This was the right day to do it, but Mike wants to move on and talk about uh, the OC. But it's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Controversy. Um, but people were so mad at me. Mostly the mostly the Watson people. More than the Baker people. And the, the only reason I pissed off the Baker people in the tweet. And by the way, during the game, if you looked at my Twitter... I was complimentary of Baker throughout the game. It was a, hard not to be. Uh, a handful of tweets where I thought he, I, he was playing very well. <laughs> then at the at the end of the game, I tweeted out because obviously all the Baker haters uh, went bananas when he threw that last pick. Sure. Uh, so I said, even though Baker choked in the end, he had a tremendous season and was way better than Watson. Well, yeah, that seems not, pretty that's obvious. Yeah. You wouldn't know it was obvious based on the reaction I got. Well, look, I mean, you're the, <laughs> m- most of your followers are Cleveland fans who have moved on from Baker Mayfield, and right. we're, but, we're stuck with well, what we're but, stuck. However, the, the Baker people got mad at me for saying he choked at the end. However, he did choke at the end. Exactly. Well, I, how are you going to get mad for telling the truth? <laughs> I, 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 put the, I put a tweet out right when they, when they were walking on the field to take the final drive. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, Baker. All eyes on I you. wanted him to get the ball. I, in fact, I tweeted, I hope Baker gets a chance. I want to see it. I did, too. You have I, a, I did not like that it went for two. You have an opportunity. I like it now. You have an opportunity to prove us all wrong, Baker. You yeah. have not traditionally been good in last-second drives. The haters is watching. The Baker bros is watching. Prove us. Prove it to see, us. See, now, uh, the all or nothing. See, I think that's where we always get in trouble, with tweets and with hot takes. <laughs> it's never an all or nothing. It's not. It's not Baker's a choker. Yes, that's part of the story, but also you can't, to your point, you can't dismiss the year and even the playoff run he had no, up until but, no, that I, Baker but the, trademark I, the, throw. The irony was, as soon as I tweeted that, yeah. the next throw, it was, like, it was a yeah, pick. Yeah. It was, and so it, they yeah. went crazy. And, then, and so the Baker bros went nuts, man. Some dude got on me. He was like, you know what? You're racist. <laughs> See, that's what I, I, and, what and, I hate uh, most about the argument is that argument is yeah, become about race. It's just I, I, I laugh so hard. Is people trying to argue with me? Listen, the, I, I obviously am not a big Baker fan. I try to be fair about it. Yes, there are times where I get into arguments, and in the moment, I'll be sure. like, "Ah, Baker sucks." I don't really think he sucks. Right. I think he's mediocre. I mean, I think this but, year he proved he's a top ten quarterback. He was in no. All, I don't agree with all the stats. Have him as a top ten. But, well, I mean, I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> See, I told you it was impossible. you can't deny that he had a good season. And yeah, if you're arguing season. that he didn't have a good season, and, and you're being disrespectful. To your point, <laughs> yeah. And and then we'll we'll leave it for tomorrow because there's a lot nothing. of meat on that bone. But to your point, there really is no debate that he had a way better season than Deshaun. And here's the biggest piece of evidence I'll offer. You got to be on the field to have a great season. Somebody said to me, well, did he have a better season than Burrow? I said, yes, he did. He did. He did. Yeah, I mean, you've got to be available. Am I more confident that Burrow would have had a better season if he had stayed healthy than Watson? Sure, I am. Well, I am too. But he had a better season than Burrow too. Yes, that's Mm -hmm. true. I was just stressing. All right, we'll save the rest okay. tomorrow, Mike. Um, uh, later we're, we're, today. We're, actually, G is a shout-out. Really, really, oh, quickly, shout really, really, really quickly. Really quickly. Yeah, that's my camera. Shout-out to the Glen Oak Golden Eagles. I believe their cheerleading team is watching today. Oh, look at that. They are the – They just screamed at the top of their lungs. No, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's right there. 
Yeah, they're, they're going crazy right now. Shout out to NC. They're the NCA uh, national champions. They wow. flew, they did it in Dallas. Uh, I yeah. think it was Dallas, Texas. Um, my cousin. Um, Michaela is part of that, uh, part of that. She union. didn't go to your school. Uh, no, she's a, she's a traitor. She- <laughs> that was Dustin's high school. Uh, uh, Michaela, uh, shout out to you and your medals, but you should have got one to McKinley. It's okay. I'll support you here. <laughs> well, she made the right well, decision. She's a national champion. And, and so, uh, and then shout out to, she's a little entrepreneur. She's, she, I'm like, listen, she's been watching. She's oh, like, she's a, she's the baby G. Yeah, she is. She said, listen, now don't forget. She specifically said, don't forget to plug. My my YouTube channel <laughs> officially and my Kayla, fragrance right and my sweatshirt she don't have a fragrance <laughs> and my yet. ass but she might officially Kayla J she says I talk about teen things and, and encouraging teens going through issues and wow. different things on our YouTube channel so shout out to Glen Oak we appreciate you and uh, good luck in all your travels yeah and congratulations most importantly whatever oh you're national God. champion I don't care what it is cheerleading yeah. basketball football wrestling. Yeah. You're the top of your class. So By the way, one other thing we have to note before we move on, it has nothing to do with Baker. I just happened to notice that G's got over 100 unread texts on his phone. Yeah. I would, if see. I have one unread text, I lose my Hold mind. Hold on, let me see. Let oh, really? Lose my mind. Yeah, there's, some of them is like... I, I typically hover in the... Well, probably... Not double digits. When I when I get to 100, I'm like I gotta I gotta play catch up. But I, yeah. I it's nothing for me to have 70. It's probably 100 requests of stuff I've asked G for. Like hey G, send us your top 10. It's plays. probably all G, buried in it, there. Yeah, it's probably. Oh, by all the way, those. one of them says, "Can you vote on the top 10 plays for the Brown season?" Yeah, and, and this was kind of late. I think Ron DeSantis wanted some money for his campaign. And I just did. Oh, and you missed that? I missed that, dog. That's probably why he dropped out. That's yeah, crazy. I see. He didn't get G. Bush's dang, case. See, dang, Ron. Hey, shout out to you. <laughs> one noteworthy thing that we have to pay attention to on today's show, and that's that it, uh, Brown's general manager, Andrew Barry, is going to give his state of the team. He just started one minute ago. It, it's, it was supposed to start at 11. He's a little late, but we're, we're monitoring that with like five or six sets of eyeballs. Jason, in fact, is there. That's why he's not here. He's going to call in later after it's all over and the dust is settled and he's had mm. some time to gather his thoughts. So, um, I would expect to hear things like, we like our receiver room. <laughs> I would expect to hear when asked why he fired the offensive coordinator. Uh, it was a team decision. We yeah. just felt that it was time to move on. All the politically correct answers that answer nothing. So well, that's yeah, all coming up yeah, right. later. He doesn't say anything. Ahead, uh, we're going to get into our first topic after a quick word from FanDuel. The NFL regular season has wrapped up, but you can still get it on the playoff action with FanDuel. America's number one sportsbook, and right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed just by placing a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. And the best part of the app is that it's so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, including Live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explorer tab. You can make parlays in the Parlay Hub, which is by far the best and easiest way to find popular parlays and so much more. So make sure you visit FanDuel.com UCSS to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL, an official partner of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And even though our ultimate same weekend parlay failed in catastrophic fashion this weekend, oh, big time. we did have a couple winning tickets, including... Myself. How about this? The How badly did we from, do? We went one for three on our uh, bets this nothing, week. But we had four. We had was, one and three. We went one and three. Oh, one and one three. One and three. We got it right. It's okay. Uh, Bull got his right. Thank Everyone you, else got Bull. it wrong. I used my free bet from FanDuel this weekend and hit a four-part parlay. Turned five bucks into 120 bucks on this four-part same-game parlay. Lions money line, Gibbs touchdowns, Evans touchdowns, Baker over 265 yards. Wow, he All took four the Baker hit. Over. 
Five bucks Baker into Brawl. 150 yards, and Anthony dropped that. Why are we taking tag boards now? Come on, brother. Be better than that. Uh, big mess up from Anthony, <laughs> but I won 120 bucks on FanDuel this weekend. So if you have a winning ticket, make sure you send it to us, and we'll feature it on the show in the coming Really quickly about FanDuel. This is a great story. Shout out to FanDuel. Uh, I sat down with my wife. We had a, a, a little cozy hangout with the winter weather. I said, listen, babe, we're going to get you your own parlay. You're going to go in here and pick, and we're going to see how close you can get. Get her so, more interested in she, the game. Yeah, so she goes, and she says, I, of course, I want to watch Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. I think it's going to be a great matchup. She goes through, picks 12 legs in her parlay. Oh 12. Goodness. She said, I like the odds of these. I am encountered. I want the big splash. I said, okay, let's go. And she picks, goes down to the 12 legs. And lo and behold, no, lo and behold, she said, um, I said, do you want Travis Kelsey over 61 and a half yards or under? She said, I will pick, I will pick under just because I have him having a touchdown does not mean that he will get over 61 Ooh, yards logic. on the road. I said, oh, that's great. I said, you, you sure you don't want to do that? She said, yes. And I notified her during the game. Don't tell me that's the only leg that missed. She was eliminated. She's she her parlay was ten dollars. If she would have Travis Kelsey would have would have went under, she would have got seven thousand nine hundred and sixty-five dollars. Oh, no. She hit all eleven. All eleven. What did he have in receiving yards? Seventy seventy-nine or something oh, like that. Oh, her, she it hurt her. She said, "But I I do not get anything for the other eleven. <laughs> Don't work that nothing. way, sweetheart. Rose Bush, it's all or nothing. She talking about you did not tell me that. <laughs> you told me it was 260. No one gets 260 except for Martin Cooper. No one gets 260. I said, man. He finished oh with 75 God. yards, by the way. Hurt my soul. Oh. I, lo I love that. You know, that's one way to get her hooked. Yeah, she, oh, yeah. she was I blue. Mean, yeah, because you're, you're now you're watching. Not you're oh. not watching to see who wins or loses or mm. casually watching. You're watching every e minute detail. You got you. You've got to see what happens. Mm. So the search for the Browns' new offensive coordinator continues. The team interviewed former Bills offensive coordinator, former Browns quarterback Ken Dorsey over the weekend. They're scheduled to interview Texans quarterback coach Gerard Johnson this week, making that three candidates we know, at least of now, are in the running for the Browns' open offensive coordinator position. Bo, I saw, we'll start with you. I saw you tweeted about Ken Dorsey, but you've kind of changed your opinion on Dorsey. Let's start with him. We'll go to Johnson and decide who, uh, of the three so far, we the best candidate, but thoughts on Ken Dorsey potentially being yeah. My first the reaction was, well, this is a good guy just got fired by Buffalo, and Buffalo's offense took off after that. But what I didn't look at really was they just stopped turning the ball over after that. I don't know if that's Ken Dorsey's fault. Uh, statistically, if you look at the advanced stats on the Bills' offense before and after, it wasn't significantly different, good or bad, either way. And you got to give Ken Dorsey a lot of credit because he helped develop Josh Allen. Remember, Josh Allen was an extremely raw prospect coming out of college. He looked, you know, he's been a great player, uh, despite you know, and he, I mean, he's flopped in the playoffs in in a lot of games. But he's played; he's had some really big playoff games too. But overall, I think we'd all agree he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. And Ken Dorsey's got to get at least some level of credit for that because. He was no short thing coming out of college. No, but wasn't and, that mostly Brian Dable? I mean, he was the one that got the credit for it anyhow. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, this guy was the quarterback coach. I mean, you know, Brian Dable got the credit. How, how, I mean, look at Brian Dable now. Is he getting credit? Now people are crapping on him yeah. as the Giants fell apart this year. So, I don't know. I never think one guy yeah. really gets all the credit. He's got to get some level of it. Uh, I, I've never – and and honestly, in this game, I, I thought last night the Bills had a terrible game plan. 
I thought they ran the ball too much. I thought they opinion. did too. I didn't. It didn't make sense to me. I, I don't know what they. I know they were trying to run clock against the Chiefs, but. You know, yeah, I think they got caught up in a, a little bit in, in making sure Patrick Mahomes wouldn't have time on the clock yeah. to limit possessions. Well, remember, but, they gave him 13 seconds last year, yeah. and that was one yeah, second well, too much. I, I, I hated the way that, that drive was weird. That yeah. last drive it didn't was make really sense. weird. I agree. I don't know what sense. they were doing there. It's like they weren't sure what was more important, scoring or the clock. And it was almost like they were okay with a field goal. Like, you can't be okay with a field goal in that no, situation. absolutely And not. if you watch him, he hadn't even hit those, the, the ones he hit, the extra points and field goals. He didn't hit them like it was right down the middle. The wind was blowing. I'm like, oh, yeah. y'all tripping. Yeah, I, I don't know, guys. So, that, I'm okay with the candidate in the end. I, I, you I know. Mean, I, here's the thing. I don't know, and hopefully Andrew Barry will give us some sort of clarity on this issue, but if this is just going to be AVP part two, who cares? What do you what do you mean by that? If this guy if the if if the new yeah, OC yeah. is gonna have the same authority or lack thereof yeah. to make a difference, who cares? I it doesn't it, it won't change anything for me. So Jay, you're if, saying what replacement for AVP is more important is the quarterback coach part of the responsibilities than the quote unquote OC part of the responsibilities. Well, that's what the job has become, hasn't it? I mean, yeah, I'm that, just making sure. I'm just trying to clarify yeah, for what no, you're No, that's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. And honestly, now, if they change this up and they say, we're going to relieve Stefanski of his play-calling duties, and by the way, if they do that, I think that's the beginning of the end. But if they do go that far, yeah. um, and the fact that we haven't seen a contract extension, now maybe he's going to announce it today. I would have led with it, so we haven't heard of that yet. So I still don't think it's coming. Mm-hmm. At least on, in Doesn't the immediate horizon. No, because no, you would have you would have opened with guys. Just want to yeah. let you know, we just uh, extended our head coach Kevin. Wouldn't Spansky that be an owner thing, years. though? I, like, I think it's a Jimmy should speak. He should, but he won't. Yeah. I think it should be an organizational thing, and I, you know, I would definitely want Andrew Barry's input in that decision. But I, the fact that we haven't heard that, you're not going to bury that lead. You're not going to say, oh, and by the no. way, guys, Stefanski's here four more years. Yeah. So to me, I think that some of the where there's smoke, there's usually fire. Now, what's crazy about the coaching change was there was no smoke. The fire just erupted. We didn't hear AVP was out. We didn't hear that the tight ends coach and the running backs coach were out. It all just was dropped on us, and we're like, wow, okay. So, I am hearing whispers, which means there could be some smoke, that the organization hasn't completely decided that Stefanski will or will not call plays next year. You know, I think it might come down to who they get in as candidates. The fact that these are the three names they've brought in so far, they're not burning up anybody else's list for OCs. No, but Ken Dorsey has called plays. He has called plays. Yeah. But again, if he's not going to call plays here, yeah. then he'll have the same impact on this organization as Alex Van Pelt had. And the Browns just told us that Alex Van Pelt had no input I, I, I will, and influence I'll, on this organization. Earl, 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 I'll bring him in on this in a second. We, did, we were in a barbershop, and we were thinking about it. And, and I don't know if you guys heard the interview with uh, Cam Newton, uh, Quincy Avery, and Deshaun Watson. I did not. Uh, this, so this puts a lot in perspective for us, and a lot of people haven't heard it. Um, I think the lead might have got buried because they put it out uh, you know, sometime late last week on like a Friday. But anyway, Cam Newton is talking to him about um, – you know, play calling and different things like that. And Cam and, and Deshaun, you know, go into this thing. He said, you know what, Cam? You know, you know how it be. You know, the coach come out and they script the first 20 plays. And then they telling you where to throw the ball, throw to him and throw to that or whatever. And he's like, I hate scripted plays. 
He's like, Sean said that. Oh yeah, I don't like Uh-oh. scripted. I don't like scripted plays. And on top of that, he's like, because your scripted plays are based on the film study that your coach is seeing of what their tendencies are with other quarterbacks. He's like, they're not going. They're not going to play me the same way. Like I, you know. I'm a running quarterback. I'm a dual threat guy. I like to get people involved and, and I'm, a, I'm I start, you know, it, you'll start a little slower, but I'm able to pick it up at, at the end of the game because of the simple fact that I'm seeing what their actual plays are, what they're actually doing. But you know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of uh, 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 scripted 15 plays. Me and Earl played the sound and people was like, where did this come from? And we were like, look, this just jumped out here. And you know what the funny thing is? What is Ke- what is Kevin Stefanski known for? His first, first drive. His first, that's his signature. Yeah. The script, the first 15. So if you coming out, you saying. Except the Browns offense was this year was really good in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but I think I, I think what he's saying is typically, and how many times did we say this? Why do they look so good on the first drive and then the offense goes away? Right. I think that's he said that in the trademark. first three years, but I think yeah. it, tr- it, it no, was different. This, this year, year, I think it yeah. was different. Yeah. yeah. So, the Browns so, were, gee, just to add to your point, the Browns had the third most first drive touchdowns this season in the NFL. Oh, really? Joe Flacco had four in his five starts. And, Very interesting. And so, and, and that, so, guys, to me, that's so, a flashpoint. So, Deshaun's against that great success in the early We have the sound if you want to hear it. Let's play, play it. Play yeah. I think yeah, we should Steve, play it because play to G's point, I don't think that caught traction in Cleveland. No, uh-uh. I didn't see anybody playing that on their show. Shout out to Earl by getting that on the barbershop, by the Good way. Good job, Earl. Yeah, let's hear that. And if this is true, we got a flashpoint. A lot of time, I'm not sure if, if, if your OCs did it, but like the first 15 plays, first 20 plays. Already started. Yeah, you know what that is. So you're trying to play within that. All right, this is where the ball usually go. You go throughout the week. You go throughout the different looks. All right, this here, here, here. I've never been a fan of that just because I know the other team's going to adjust quick and I got to adjust because they're not going to play me the same way like the other quarterback. They're not going to play me the same way like Brock Purdy. You feel me? They're not going to play me the same way like a tour because I can use my legs. I can run. I do a lot more movement in the pocket, things like that. So, like, for me, I think, like, the first half, like, I'm trying to figure it out and, like, I start off slow. But once that third and fourth quarter come around, Man. now you just calling your best plays. You trying to make work. And you got to make your playmakers got to make plays, especially in that fourth quarter. But what do you make of that? Is that it's interesting? Um, I, is there no I, I would like to know when any play caller and it's probably maybe or maybe it's different by each guy. I don't know how Kevin's. I would love to know the answer. I, know I don't know if you get the truth of this. Do you stick to them? Do you stick to the plays yeah, no what, matter what? What if you get sacked on first and second down yeah, it's third I, and 23 I, and you had I don't, a screen on right. third down? Exactly. I'm sure there's some adjustment I along the way. I would hope so. I would hope so. I mean, I don't know. I if That feels like he's it's a complaint about every coach he's played for. Well, not just a I complaint. I don't know. It's a public way. complaint. Yeah. And so based on the information that we know about Kevin Stefanski, yeah. that he loves to script that first drive. And well, doesn't those first every coach do that? I, no, not everyone. There are, mo- I would say, more coaches than not. But I've heard coaches say, yeah. to Deshaun's point, which, by the way, is not a bad it's point. Not a, it's not crazy It's not that. a bad point. What it comes down to is a difference in philosophy. And you, well, well, It's worked, though. But it's his, worked for Stefanski. It's but absolutely his, worked. But it's to his point. Deshaun could be correct because, yes, that first drive looks well, but what usually happens in the third quarter when the other team makes the adjustment and now... Well, you're not scripting those plays. I know. So now when you go off script, 
Now our offense is stagnant. But it wasn't this year. It, no. And you could argue it was the first three years. So so here, here's the thing. But it wasn't this year. Uh, you, if you look at the numbers, traditionally Stefanski's teams have been first drive teams, and then they take a little bit. Third quarter, they're not so good. <laughs> they have played but better in the, in the fourth quarter. How were they quarter. this year, Mike? Where did they rank by quarter? Do you have it? I don't. I have to go and search by so quarter, but their third quarter was their lowest scoring quarter by far this season. I okay. know, but their first quarter wasn't great either. Yeah, but first quarter scoring was down across the league. I know that for a fact. Well, and, and you know, I guess here we're talking about first drives. Yeah. He had the third highest success right. rate on first drives. Drives, yeah. The third most first drive touchdowns. Are we going to try to turn that touchdowns. into something negative? I don't, I'm not sure. No, that, no. there's nothing negative <laughs> about that. Bull, here's yeah. the thing. It's two different philosophies. That's it. And I don't think there's a right or a wrong, but here's where I'm concerned. Yeah. You do want the quarterback and the head coach to be on the, that same that, page. Exactly. And they're not. We, Based on what we know, they're not. From that sound, this is the first time that you are seeing any public dissent on play calling and change in philosophy. I agree with that. I can't remember another time when someone is particularly well, G, let, me ask, let me ask you this, G. Gerard Johnson is a former dual threat quarterback. Didn't, all didn't, big, didn't all he big play with Tannehill? What do you say? Didn't, didn't, didn't Tannehill take over his position because he yeah. was – yeah, he moved from receiver to quarterback. Yep. Okay, go ahead. Yep. So he played at AM, was all Big 12 at AM, played in the pros for a while. He's a dual threat guy. He's coached dual threat guys throughout his career. Maybe someone like that do you think fits Deshaun more stylistically than a player? That's a play probably why like he's Dorsey. been in for an interview. That's right why there. he is in for an interview. But I will say to this point, if we all are honest, the names that we're seeing are underwhelming. These are underwhelming names. Yeah, sure. Uh, and so, yes. That's to my point. I don't <laughs> – at this point, if, if if I'm picking between these three, I don't think either one of these guys is going to change the course of this franchise. Well, I mean, listen, did anybody – was anybody excited about Bobby Slowicki before last year? Uh, I think now, so, just some, because of the tree he some, came from. Some are arguing he was carried by C.J. Stroud and that he's really not that good. Could but, be. Uh, we, that know. happens We're going to find out. We'll find yeah. out. It won't be the, the first offensive coordinator <laughs> that was carried by a yeah. great quarterback. You know, so, you know, I'm looking at it from this point, and I think it all boils down to this, and Jay said it right. How much responsibility are they going to have? Are they going – is this guy really an offensive coordinator? I disagree. Is he really calling plays? I disagree that if the play call – if the offensive coordinator is not calling plays, he has no value at all. Well, what He's not impact, sitting on his hands doing nothing. I know, but when you look at what – traditionally what the offensive yeah. coordinator is tasked with, they just fired their offensive coordinator after an 11 or 12 win season. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, and I just scratch my head and say, what? He was the problem? And if that's the case, I think he was the fall guy. That I think, I think the organization said, no, there's something wrong. And the guy that doesn't call plays was the fall guy. Yeah. So I think the organization is telling us that if this is it, and he's going to take the fall for this. What impact is the next guy going to have without calling plays? And, and his voice is not even. If you, you talk about voices on that in the offensive side, obviously Stefanski calling plays has a huge voice, but Bill Callahan has a tremendous voice. But guys, we don't. You're making it seem as if the play calling is the only part of the job. That's just a small percentage it's, of it's the, the job. part that you take the blame for, and it's the part that you I get the hear credit you, for. But the, what do you think, Alex Van Pelt's doing nothing all week? Well, I mean, he's preparing the well, game no, plan. No, nobody, nobody said that. Well, what we're saying is, okay, Well, if yeah. you, we know Bill Callahan is running the run game in the offensive line. We already know Stefanski's calling the plays. Right. We already know, uh, what's his name, o- o- O'Shea, is the passing game coordinator. Right. So, if you don't call the plays, 
You don't call it. You're not in charge of the run. You're not in charge of the pass. What are you doing? What are you doing? Well, obviously he's doing plenty, but we don't just because we don't know exactly what he's doing. Doesn't mean they're not paying the guy to, to sit on his hands all week. He got fired and for li- owner, winning 11 games. And ownership has decided to make him a scapegoat of some sort. Yes. And the running backs coach. Uh, for telling us that, that he, you know what, he more, had no let, value let in the job. Let me throw this theory by yeah. you guys and see if and this is just a theory. No, no reason. To, I haven't heard this from anybody. Is it possible that the organization is aware of Watson's unfamiliar, uncomfortable, being uncomfortable with all these scripted plays at the beginning, and they want to make a change. You can't fire your head coach after the season he had. You can't do it. You can I'll, fire the offensive coordinator. Oh, Jay is scheming now. I like where your scheme is going. Come on, keep preaching. Well, I like this. If, if it is true, see, here's the thing. <laughs> Guys are so smart in 2023 and four. He knew exactly what he was doing when he went on Cam Newton's podcast and said what he said. And he was and that was by, not a mistake. That wasn't, and it, it was it was within a couple of days of the OC being out. And his guy was with him. Yes, of course. So you have to realize that there was a conversation between the two of them, most likely. What what's our message? What are we going to say? I, now look, is it possible that that happened organically? Maybe, but I've just been around it too much, and I've seen too many times when players have agendas that it's not an accident or an organic answer. They went in with an, with an angle. And to prove that, Cam Newton asked him about, he said, listen, I got to get to a dog. How you feel about C.J. Stroud balling in Houston? And he, Cam said, or Deshaun said something along the fact that, oh, man, that's my guy, man. We talk off the phone. We do all this stuff. I yeah. think we got the same agent or something like that. So he, like, I was like, okay, so you trying to put stuff to sleep. Like, you right. trying to, and then when that came out, I said, oh, we ain't heard you talk like that in a minute. Yeah, that's telling, I think. Yeah, especially so, when you say, I don't like that. If the organization, and I'm imagining, again, could be wrong, but I would think that at some point this year, Andrew Barry and Deshaun Watson sat down, and it may have been after the last game of the season, and they had their season-ending exit interview, they're called. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I have to imagine that the question was asked, how comfortable you are, with the, are you with the current play-calling situation? Mm-hmm. And now we know that Deshaun was not uncomfortable with at least how the games started. What I don't understand is I'm sure every coach in the league has a game plan, a script of some sort that they all adjust from. I don't think there's any coach in the league that has no set plan. I don't know. Game. I don't know I what the answer to that is. I've never no, no, heard no, no, of an not a set plan, not. Bull. I think most – And I, Deshaun Watson's skill set is not that unique in the NFL. There's, no, not anymore. There's now a lot of quarterbacks yeah. that can run. So well, I, yeah. It's what, not – what, 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 what he's he, talking about. What he's talking about there is is when you script the first plays, right? Yeah. When you script the, script the first 15 – you're basing those first 15 plays off of what the defense does, good or bad. Yes, you are. Or what they've shown on film. So if... if well, you, we don't know that. You don't know that for sure. Well, Bull, that's, that's, what, what else... Happens. What data would they have? That's film. Maybe it's what your quarterback does well. Maybe, but in all likelihood, tendency... Things of, yeah, like tendencies that's, that's are looked at. Okay. So in other words, like if a team is really soft right. and crossing is, routes so over what, the middle. So what's wrong with that? Nothing. Yeah. That's the proper yeah. way to do it. Yeah. But here's the thing. Sometimes... It, that is a rigid way of thinking. So say, for instance, you come out, and what if they break tendency? What if they don't – you thought you was going to see something today, but they're not running any of that. You should – as a coach, you should so notice that and adjust. adjust. So, yeah, you should. So if you stay sticking to them 15 plays and none of them are going to work – But 
Gee, how do you? Why would why would you assume that Kevin Stefanski sticks to the fifteen plays more than any other quarter uh, play caller? Or sticks to there's the fifteen no, plays at there's all? Nothing that backs that up. Here, here's the thing. Yeah. Here's here's the point. When you go back and listen to that audio, yeah, he says, and the coach tells you, ball should go here, ball should go here. He did. Ball should go here. Now, when you talk about that, most big time quarterbacks say, I want to read the field. Sure. The progression and the, the, the defense will tell me in the progression where the ball is supposed to go. Not the first play of the game. We're going to throw it to, to Alex Hooper sitting down on a little stick route. No, yeah. that's not. I think there are there, there's value to both. Yes, I think it's just a, di- a difference in philosophy. But to me, that's that's my takeaway. I, don't, I, I am not firmly entrenched in the notion that you have to call 15 scripted plays. I will say this. If you know what your f- first, first 15 are by Wednesday, you're practicing them all day Wednesday and all day Thursday. Yep. Like anything, the the likelihood of being successful increases the more repetition and practice you put and into they that. they have been. So, I, again, the fact that Deshaun would have a problem with that is odd to me I, because I, it's I, been successful. I agree. Yeah, like, look, if it was something that just wasn't working and they were 0 of 17 on first uh, drives of the game on scoring touchdowns, yeah. Then I would say, you know what? This isn't working, and I feel like I have to go public with this. Yeah. But your coach is third in the league on touchdowns on opening drives. It's worked. Let's not nitpick stuff that's working. Let's go to stuff that isn't working and try to find common ground. I just think it's noteworthy for one reason. It, it highlights a clear separation in philosophy between coach and quarterback. And by the way, that's not the end of the world. Yeah. Brady disagreed with a lot of his offensive coordinators on huge tentpole philosophy ideas on how to run an offense, but they made it work. I just, I, I, and I, I could certainly could be wrong. I just assume that every coach has a game plan. Yeah, I don't now, know. Now, maybe some coaches are quicker to change that. Right, yeah. But and maybe Stefanski is one of the guys. We don't know. No, we don't. We don't. Deshaun know that. might. That might not even be a Stefanski. Here's it, what we know. We're turning it into a Stefanski specific thing. It might be with every coach he's ever had. Right. Sure. He might have been talking yeah. about. You know, the one thing I don't like about the NFL is that these coaches right. script everything. That could be true too. He didn't use Stefanski's name. Here's the the thing. I think we know that Stefanski likes to script plays. We know Deshaun Watson doesn't. It's not the end of the world. It doesn't mean that they can't have success together. It means this. They've got to find common ground somewhere. Yeah. Maybe Stefanski scripts 15 plays that will work as long as we stay on schedule, which is a big assumption, by the way, in the NFL. Yes. That you're staying on schedule. One sack on first down, you're off schedule, and your second and right. third plays likely won't work. I, but I'm sure he changes. I would. Uh, Kevin Stefanski, if nothing else, is the very, very smart. Is if, if, if every team scripts plays to start the game, which I assume is the case. Again, I don't know that for sure. I'd love to find out. I would, too. I really would then, like to know that. And Deshaun doesn't like that, then maybe he's wrong. <laughs> maybe he needs to adjust. Yeah, I mean, if I all mean, 32 are scripting it, yeah. then he's just making a it's, general it's, statement that this is the way the league operates, and I'm not a fan of that. I'd have to take, I'd have to take his word for, on it in, in terms of he can, only, he can only address what he knows in the room. We don't have concrete. I just think, once again, what we've highlighted is the fact that the ownership – and Stefanski and Watson are not all in lockstep in terms of what this offense will be in philosophy. That's just it. Yeah. And homework assignment for everyone tonight is to go listen to this Lockerverse interview. We'll discuss it more in depth tomorrow with some of the other things Deshaun said, but it's about 28 and a half minutes long. Uh, I did listen to it this weekend, but we'll do a full deep dive into what Deshaun said. 
this week. Barry's, Andrew Barry's wrapping up his presser in a few minutes, so we'll dissect some of the stuff he said. But first, a quick word from FanDuel because the NFL regular season may have wrapped up, but the playoffs are still rolling on, and that means FanDuel America's number one sportsbook is still filled with opportunities to help you win some money. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed just by placing a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. And the best part about FanDuel is that it's so easy to use, and they have so many different ways to bet, including live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explorer tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, which is the best and easiest way to find popular parlays and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. As I mentioned, as soon as Andrew Barry officially wraps, we'll dissect everything he said. He's talked about Joe Flacco, Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, and a plethora of other topics what we'll was touch his on. Did you hear his comments on Flacco on the likelihood that he would be back? I'm sure that's what he was asked. Uh, he said, we'd love to have him back. It depends. There are mm-hmm. roster constraints, but we'd have no problem having Joe back. And we'll dissect all that in one sec. But before we do that, do Staley... Interviewed with Cleveland for their open running back position. He was offered the position. The New York Jets also offered Deuce Staley the running back coach position on their roster. Assuming money isn't the deciding factor here, we don't know what the offers were, how much the offers are. Is there any reason Deuce Staley wouldn't take the Browns job over the Jets job from what you could see based on the offers in front of him? He'd be crazy not to take the Browns job is my thought. If it comes down to the Browns and the Jets. I mean, it might just be where he wants to live or whatever. I mean, what's the Potentially. difference? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if he... <clears throat> I mean, know. the Jets have a, a good... I, I didn't even factor that in. Yeah. Well, I didn't even factor money in. I'm a, let's, the assumption is that the money would be the same. I'm just talking strictly on returning roster, talent at that position. You know, I think they both have really good running backs. Yeah. Um, the question mark on Cleveland, obviously, is Chubb's health. Right. Brees Hall we got the know. injury last year. He did. And he played great the second half of the played season. Tremendous, yeah. yeah. So if uh but I just think that you're in, you're investing in Aaron Rodgers if you go to the Jets. And to me that at his age, coming off the injury he had, that's a dicey proposition to me. Yeah. And, and I'm I'm and you gonna pay all your little salary and taxes. They you know, I <laughs> I would to me, I don't wanna say it don't matter. But it's the closest thing that that don't matter on a coaching staff. Like if the you, running back. Yeah, it's it, between that and the tight ends coach. Like, I mean, really, are you coaching Travis Kelsey? Like some people that you use tight ends as just regular blockers. They're not right. like like to me. No, like Chubb is based on whether Chubb is going to be healthy or not. And so much of their success is based on instinct and ability. Instinct, you can't coach running backs like you can't coach a cut here or patience or vision or any of that you can't it's just no, like you can, but you there can is something. I mean he did play the game at a high level so yeah, yeah. that's a value I mean you know that's I, a value. I think there's some value in that so did Stump Mitchell I, I mean if I were him I'd rather take the the Browns job but I, I mean I don't know now hopefully <laughs> he get his rotate now nope see I was thinking that usually running backs coaches will have an opera they work the rotation right yeah so we're gonna rotate these backs now one thing I can't say about Stump Mitchell is there's sometimes I'm like, where I don't know. Did Stefanski tell him not to go in, or how yeah. you rotating these dudes? I think now we got to figure out if he has that control because some running backs coach don't. The offensive I don't. Coordinator I don't think they ever had that control. <clears throat> or a personnel group. I think that was the Stefanski decision to keep Hunt and Chubb off the field. Yeah, yeah, you know, that, that ain't on the field together. I, I will say this about uh, Deuce Staley: if he takes the job, he's very reputable. Uh, he was a good player. Um, haven't heard anything negative about him as a coach. Um, everything I have heard about him is positive. I will say this, though. I'll give you a little bit of advice. 
don't be talking to reporters. Hey. No. Don't do it. <laughs> that do message was sent loudly and clearly. Do stay. Do you stay. Leak, you lose. Leak the information to me. It won't matter because I won't check the voicemails. So <laughs> if you leak to me, it will linger in the digital <laughs> atmosphere. It's gonna live forever on the on the iPhone. Like like I'm like, dang, dudes, you told me you told me that Nick Chubb was done. That's crazy. I didn't even know that, dog. Never what, heard it. For what it's worth, he was with Philly when they won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. He was. Um, he was the assistant running backs coach in Carolina. He was in Detroit for the past two seasons with Dan Campbell before they moved on. And he went to Carolina. He got the assistant head coaching position in Carolina. Oh, not the assistant the running back coach. The assistant. He was the running back coach, but also the assistant head coach. It was right, one of those okay. combos. So that's why he left Detroit. It was a promotion <clears throat> in Carolina. Gotcha. But obviously gotcha. that staff fell apart. And actually uh, as bad quickly. as Carolina was, uh, their running back. Chubba was their main running back, right? Who was? Chubba. Is he their main running back? Uh, Chuba Hubbard. Yeah, yeah, I mean. He wasn't that bad. I mean, I, he wasn't. I don't think he was great either. No, no, no. I, I don't. I, I mean, I'm look, not, whatever. It was hard to. It's hard to judge with anything that's going on in Carolina because they, to me, feel like where the Browns were eight years yeah, ago. Yeah, I mean, I, like they're just middle. They're just out. The guys. There. The guy was a, an excellent player. He's been a long time coach. He'd be yeah, perfectly fine. Yeah. Tell, right. tell them boys to go. You need. You need you another running back too. Tell, if you gonna if you gonna lobby for another back, I'll I'll, I'll endorse you. I need another running back. Give me another one. I need to be extra loaded at running back. Yeah. I you think, think Deuce has five carries a game in him left, G? Huh? <laughs> you think Deuce has five carries a game left in those legs? I don't. So no. He's probably not the guy. No. You're trying to get him hurt. You, listen, I had a couple of people reach out to me um, and suggest to me, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Yeah. And, and, you know, the more – after I heard it the third time, I'm like, damn. Leroy Horde. Got a few carries left? No, as a coach. As a running backs coach. Yeah, I don't think he'd want to do it, would he? I don't know. I, I can't. I don't think he would dismiss it out of hand. Not really? We'll, we'll ask him. I mean, he's a good media member. He's he, got a great personality. He's not afraid he to is, hurt but people. But Leroy's, you know, we all sat here and said, DeQuell's got too much to offer the game, to right. not be in the game That's anymore. That's true. And now here he is. Yeah. And I, I have always looked at Leroy as I, I thought that the Leroy would have been the best pick for the Browns when they had their color opening, when they moved on from Doug Deacon. I thought, I like a former player, and it's nothing personal against the way they went. Yeah. They're I, the, I, the Browns are the only team out of the 32 yeah. that don't have a former player in the yeah, radio they should. box. Uh, Le- Leroy would have been great. I thought he I, I wonder I, if he's too, would have been too honest for. He uh, plays. Perhaps. But I, I, we had a, com- Leroy and I had conversations about yeah. what he should do to try to Get in that a lot of lane. fans don't want honesty. No and teams don't want honesty. Yeah, and particularly from state-run media, like yeah, they, right, you know, right. they want to hear. Yeah. And he, the team doesn't really right. Yeah, and he no. like his golf. He likes he like yeah. his golf. He like his lifestyle. Yeah, he you know what I'm saying he's close enough. He lives in Florida. I, you know, he's trying to come back up here with this weather. Hell, I'll just reach out to him. Yeah, By yeah, the way, Dequell would have been an excellent analyst too. Oh, I, listen, I thought Dequell. Yeah. I think I told you guys this when I used to help the uh, NFL with their uh, player symposium on players that were trying to become uh, crossover broadcasters. Uh, I met with DeQuell and I told all of the folks that were high up, and they, these are folks on the NFL communications committee. Yeah. I said, DeQuell is a future star. Yeah. DeQuell Jackson yeah, yeah. can do this and oh, can yeah, do it, 100%. whether it's color in a network 
uh, television booth yeah. or a, a, someone I, like for the <clears throat> Browns to be the regular color I, voice. I, I yeah. see him on TV. He NFL Network game. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, has a Lions, lot to offer the game. The Lions signed Zach Ertz today. Did they? Yeah. And, and he playing? Wow. No, he got cut. He asked the whatever team he was on, the Cardinals, I think. He has to be cut right at the end of the regular season. They could do that? You could I pick got guys breaking up. news. Well, let me ask you this, then. Why is Jason Kelsey not on the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, he's not cut. Well, they, they could cut him. Like, why Kelsey could go to the Eagles? I didn't know that was a thing either. Kelsey could go to the Eagles and say, cut me? I don't know. And then the Chiefs could sign him? I don't know if you can do that once the season's over. I'm not sure. But maybe. That's I, I don't crazy. know. Wow. Uh, Ertz was cut before the season ended. So that's yes. probably the yeah, distinction. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I just texted Leroy and said, if the Browns offered you the running back coaching position, would you take it? Quote from Leroy, probably not. I love football, the environment, and the players, but I'm not down with the grind. Those way, they, coaches yeah. work yeah. way too many hours. That is the number one, because well, I've asked that question of hundreds of players. Yeah. <clears throat> and the number one <clears throat> response I get is, oh, hell no. Yeah. I'm not working 18 hours a Plus, day, 11 months out of the year. Leroy, you know, he like, he's, he's got, done. you know, you, you live in Florida too long. You get soft. You can't take the cold that's weather. Like, listen, that's... I lived there five years. I got soft <laughs> as hell, man. We got some sound I bites did. from that Andrew That old blood thinning out thing is yeah. a real thing. We got some sound bites from Andrew Berry we have to go over. But as a reminder, as always on Mondays, the Barbershop with G. Bush is coming at you from 3 to 4 today. And there's so much brown stuff going on. We're also doing behind the glass tonight at 5. So you got 3 to 4 in the Barbershop, 5 to 6 for behind the glass, so a that full looks day. kind of simple. I like the old graphic. You it and looks An- like you, you guys Anthony are Batman lights. You and Anthony can duke that out because Anthony didn't like the other one. You don't like this one, so I'll let you and Anthony hey, I like just think that one. I out. like this one. I think it's funny. Hey, t- Earl, you, <laughs> hey, Earl, man, you, you got to close your mouth, bro. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> and because I can't see the rest of him, I'm just imagining what the rest of his body is doing like, with why, that why, face. Why you got that look on your face? I, I had no control over the selection of this uh, headshot. <laughs> By the way, if... You could make Earl's picture like a cartoon. Put that up for one more second, please. It's coming. It's coming. Earl's picture could be like a cartoon character where his hair or legs. You see that? Oh, yes. That is. Like a character in a cartoon that's just like a, a centipede. It's a center Earl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you run around on the legs. Dang, that's Tarantula. Crazy. Yeah. Tarantula Earl. <laughs> Anthony looks like he's about to be killed by an axe murderer. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. You guys ready for some Andrew Berry quotes? We're going to run through these one at a time. We'll react real quick. And then Jason Lloyd will join us towards the end of the show with some live insight from Berea on what the Browns general manager said. But let's start with the first one. You asked about Joe Flacco. This is what Andrew Berry said. Uh, No, you told me you're starting with Flacco, Anthony. What are you doing? What happened Flacco. Go to start with Flacco here. All right. Joe played winning football for us. Really good football in December. Really pleased with what Joe did on the field, who he was as a teammate. We've always valued the quarterback position. We've always been on top of the league with backup quarterback ventures. Next Joe Flacco. What does that mean? First of all, the re- most of what he said there is, is nothing. The last sentence, we've always been at the top of the league with backup quarterback ventures. What does that mean in English? Like, does that mean you Well, do- we can disprove that. It's, it's provably false. I don't even understand what it means exactly. <laughs> quarterback ventures? Like, is this is like a is venture? That in, in terms of how many backup quarterbacks they've had on their roster over the last three years? They, he's probably right if that's most, what he's referring to. I don't. I, don't, that's I would right. say that we probably have had the most. We got Because they never come back, and this year we had four. Barry and, uh, and, and um, Antonetti and Chernoff, Whew. they go to the same nerd school. 
You know what they do? Uh, you know. They have brunch every Sunday. Yeah. And they giggle at how they fill our, fill our heads with word salad. <laughs> That's nonsense. And they test it out on each other. Yeah. Antonetti looks to Barry and he goes, I got one for you. Ready? <laughs> yeah. Based on the things that took place last year, there are some things that we're going to look at. And there are some things that we may change, but we haven't made any of those decisions. And we do it in Use that one. They'll eat it up. Okay. Yeah. Write that down. Write that down. Grossy will do 500 words on that. Here hey, we go. hey, 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 hey. Here's how we're going to get better. Let's do scrimmaging. Let's cold call people. Let's cold call. And, and just read our statements and see if they buy them. The Browns lead the league in backup quarterback ventures. You buying that? Well, here's the next quote from Andrew Berry on uh, Joe Flacco. He was asked if there's any concern about a potential controversy with him and Watson if they were to bring Flacco back. Quote, it's not a concern internally at all. Good. That's the right answer. I'm glad to hear that he said that. Because we've already fired Van Pelt. That's already done. Yeah, he was the problem, and he's up out of here. Alex Van Pelt was starting a lot of fights. That was horrible. He was really the the rift in the locker room was around AVP. I can't believe he got done like this. Yeah, I know. Hey, man. Hey, listen. You need to go into the Browns facility and fall on the floor after they mop. Just I heard these. <laughs> My back. Oh, Workman's comp. And fake a seizure. Oh. <laughs> these guys. I, I heard that uh, Earl was involved in Stump Mitchell getting fired. Really? Wow. Yeah. They Earl, share the same hair cutter. Oh. <laughs> and first Earl of all, was not getting the good time slots, and he tried to push Stump first out of the way. First of, first of so, all. So, so he said that he was leaking stuff to him. That's right. Boom. Earl set him up. I need Earl. You. I need uh, next up from Be- uh, Earl, you want to address that real quick? No. I, I listen, man. It's not a hair cutter, first of all. It's Thank a you. Culturally, you got it. Was it? It's, 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 it's not a hair cutter. Oh, stylish. Stylish. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. It's not that a word for it. No, it's not. Loctician. Loctician. Ah, uh, you're right. My bad. Bad job out of me. Uh, share, they share a loctician. Yeah, but Stump, Stump was trying to get in the chair when I'm trying to get in the chair. See? And I got to be able to produce UCSS. That's right. Stump was screwing everything up. All right, next up on Stefanski, Andrew Berry said we have two of these quotes. Kevin Stefanski, the way he was able to lead was absolutely phenomenal. The crazy part is he's not even close to his ceiling. And the next one, Anthony, asked about a potential extension. We're really happy with Kevin. Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay, now wait. (laughs) See, that's what happens when you give vague answers like that. We're really happy with Kevin. But but can't explain why they were really unhappy with Alex. <laughs> and here's the thing. The question from Mary Kay, if it was Mary Kay's question, yeah. it was her tweet, was a pointed question yeah. about an extension. Quote, we're very happy with Kevin. <laughs> why couldn't you just say what? Why why couldn't you just say we we're in the evaluation process, ongoing evaluation, and we've been talking to Kevin about, you know, the possibility what? ability of, of an extension. Because what like, if you tell us that, what's what's going to happen if we hear I, that? I think what my – here's how I read between the lines. If he's a good soldier and he goes along with everything that we say he needs to do, then he'll get an extension. See, I don't think Andrew Berry has anything to do with his extension. I mean, Stefanski was – Only because Stefanski was part of the group that hired Andrew Berry. They hired Stefanski and then they hired it Berry. It won't be the first time a GM who was beholden to the coach yeah. fires that coach. I guess. It's happened I, before. I just think, you know, that, that – Again, I don't know for sure. I would hope God. I let's, think Haslam play. You know, my hope is it's a Haslam, and the way it should work, it should be a Haslam and Andrew Barry decision. Right. My fear is that Paul De Podesta has a voice at the table, and that Jimmy ultimately has the voice at the table, and in that case, logic may lose. Go, yeah. Oh, that's a, that's I, definitely I, the case. There's two mean? reasons you would answer that way, the way he did. One, 
you don't know if Kevin. You haven't committed to giving the man an extension. Either you haven't committed or you don't know that it's above your pay grade. I agree with that. Yeah, One of those be. two things. Either he, way is unacceptable. I think he's above his pay grade. If I'm if I'm Kevin Stefanski and I hear that that's the I, type I don't like that answer. endorsement that you're giving me is yeah. we like Kevin Stefanski, they also say they liked Alex Van Pelt. Just, and, it just wasn't the I, right I, If fit. I'm Stefanski, I'm annoyed room. by that comment. I'm very annoyed by it. Yeah. We like our receiver room. <laughs> and our head coach. <laughs> okay, bring them all back next year. Same yeah. same receiver room. Yeah, same joint. But don't be crazy. We don't you know the definition of insanity when you do the same thing over and over again expect and expect different, different results. results. That's right. That is really telling. Jason Lloyd's going to join us at noon. So at top of the hour, Jason's going to join. But we got a couple we, more let's, things. Let's say this before Jason comes in. He'll provide context. Sometimes right text doesn't give you the full means thing. Nothing. Yes. I maybe he, maybe yeah. the way he said it was. We we really like right Kevin Stefanski. We'll, yeah, we'll see. That's uh, true. But it wasn't the answer. If I'm Kevin Stefanski, it's not the answer I want to hear. I thought that I was agree. interesting. Mary Kay's commentary in the parentheses after that. Can you bring that back up, Mike? Yeah. What did she say at the end of it? Yeah. One sec. Yeah. The last the last tweet because you know obviously she says wouldn't answer directly like he doesn't for players. Like he never gives you a straight answer well, on. We we said that on that was going to be working. The, yeah. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right, next up, and we can go, and it's about Nick Chubb. Obviously got hurt mm-hmm. against Pittsburgh, and we, too, did not play again this Nick season. Chubb. But Andrew Berry on the future of running back Nick Chubb. Nobody wants to see that carry in Pittsburgh be the last time he carries the ball for the Cleveland Browns. We will obviously work to keep him on the team. Whoa. And then Zach Jackson okay. has a little commentary here. <laughs> Berry on Chubb. I understand that there's a little bit of an elephant in the room, and that goes on to say that no one wants to see the last carry. There are things to work through, but we hope, keyword hope, to have him on the team. Hey, he ain't stupid. He actually gave you something hey, there, a little he's bit. He's not stupid. I like your political acumen, Andrew Barry. You can keep it vague with all these other people. But when you have a cult following like Nick Chubb, you better not signal anything. The, the, the company message is, we want Nick on this team. We'll figure it out with the numbers Here's, look out. We'll what I would say when, in making these decisions, are you prepared to see him in a Bengals uniform next N- year? Never. No. No. It, that's, that's career suicide. I'm letting you know. There's certain things. There's, that, there, there are players that are untouchable. They're, 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 we couldn't imagine Walter Payton in anything but a Bears uniform. I just saw somebody want to. I just saw somebody win a whole caucus and didn't show up to no debates. <laughs> Threw his name out there and won. Nick Chubb don't got to show up for debate. Yeah, Nick, Nick Chubb has got to be on this team, and 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 and, and it, he alludes to it. It's going to have to be right. by a contract we'll we'll negotiation. He, he we'll was actually out. pretty forthcoming on that. I, I thought he was too. Surprisingly, he he said he re- got to. He said we have to figure out the, the oh, proper yeah. oh, contract number. To. We want him back. Though. You yeah. got to right. Uh, and Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's a smart guy. Hey, I don't eat birthday cake with nobody. Look, I don't, the Browns I don't. will pay Nick Chubb more than anybody else will. Well, I, here's I the think. thing. Look at the contract that they, and we all shook our heads at it. Yeah. Um, they gave Jack. Uh, Conklin. Uh, Conklin. Yeah. A contract that we were like, is this a lifetime achievement award contract? It right. felt like it. Yeah. If they're going to give that kind of money to Conklin, oh, oh, oh. Chubb is due what he is due. And yeah. I and I don't I don't eat birthday cake with these people. I t- I got to be able to talk about you. I don't really admire nobody. I'm not buying your jersey. But when Nick Chubb got hurt, I was emotional. I was like to my I'm I like, was too. I'm like I'm a grown man. I don't know this man from nobody. But I'm sitting there like, man, this is I, I was like this can't be. This can't be, bro. Don't do this to us. And there and you know what I used to say that to people? And a lot of people was like, oh, I was just, I couldn't watch the rest of the game. I was done. I was sick to my stomach. I was sick. 
I was it's literally crazy. sick to my stomach. I, I'm actually internally imagining what my feeling would be like if Nick Chubb were on the Bengals. Well, that's why I used oh. the Bengals because they, you know, Mixon is a guy that they could move on from. Yeah, yeah. And as much as I'm a Bengals fan, I don't want. I, I obviously, if <laughs> Nick Chubb were on the Bengals, I would wouldn't be unhappy. I don't want him to be on the Bengals. I want him to be on the Browns. And he, and he that's telling. Be a Brown. That's telling because I don't want him on the Bengals. I, I you know what I mean when I say I, I know don't exactly want what you mean. I, I, I wouldn't want him feel on right. the Browns. It wouldn't feel right. I, I would feel it would feel. Could dirty. you imagine Let Roethlisberger Ray, late in his career going to Cincinnati yeah. or going to Baltimore or, or going to Cleveland? Or, or, could you imagine or, Joe Flacco playing for the Browns? That's true. That's exactly right. Now his happened, but his happened for an entirely different but reason. Even he was out of the game and nobody else wanted him. It, it's not like Baltimore could have kept him. I'll tell you though, even though he won a Super Bowl with the Ravens. Ravens fans didn't love Joe Flacco. They had moved on. The way the Browns loved Nick Chubb. 1,000 Browns fans. It's like, the, it's like the, it's it's much the, different. Yeah. It's like the one outfit that you got that's not dingy if you poor and you dirty and you just... My wife talks about it all the time. She said, you know, we didn't have very many clothes growing up, but I had this one-piece jumper that I thought was the best jumper in the world, and I got to college and wore it, and people laughed, laughed me off laughed me off the street, right? But she was like, but to me, that was the best thing ever because it was the last thing my mom gave me. Wow. So yeah. sentimental. Sentimental attachment. value attachment yeah. works. Nick, Nick yeah. Chubb is everything that our fan base loves. He's right. gritty. He's not flashy. Worker. He's hardworking. Yeah. He, Heart. you, you feel like, we don't know the truth. Who knows? Because Nick Chubb doesn't talk much. It feels like he loves Cleveland. He probably does. I, I mean, feel like he does. Too. I feel like he would love whatever situation he, he was in. Lo- and and he, he don't want to go anywhere. I can't no. imagine. He and again, if they, if they threw that kind of crazy contract at Conklin yeah. as a lifetime achievement award, <laughs> even if it sets you back in the, in the salary, everybody keeps saying, well, the salary cap yeah. doesn't matter. You just kick the ball down yeah. the road. You can't do it. You better find a way you to bring figure out the right number and you helmet. bring that guy back. We I mean, got one, one, more, one more thing from Barry to hit on before Jason Lloyd joins us. This is about... The franchise quarterback, Deshaun Watson, two things. First, Andrew Berry says Deshaun and his fractured shoulder might even be ahead of schedule. They still expect a full recovery. We feel good about him moving forward. And then in terms of the new offensive coordinator hire with Deshaun, Berry said it doesn't necessarily have to have a connection, a previous connection to DW4. They're looking for the best people, but he won't answer most coaching questions until the staff is complete. Surprised that the first part of that comment that the coaching uh, search and offensive coordinator search doesn't necessarily have to have a connection to Watson. No, I'm not surprised by that. He didn't say it won't have a connection to Watson. I mean, right. He just said it doesn't have to, which not makes like- sense. Deshaun Watson should have a voice in the process. I would think guys, you quarterback. I agree. You want him to have a voice. He shouldn't have the final say, obviously, no. but he should have a voice. Hopefully they can reach a consensus on yeah. something. Yeah, I mean, why would you? Of course you want your quarterback to have a voice, but – you know, I mean, the guy doesn't necessarily have to have a connection. I know. You know, they better lay. Like, look, I, you know, we'll throw it, throw it out there. You know, they better do whatever they can because, oh, this year is the this year. I said six games last year. If it don't work, if Deshaun Watson does not play all of the games and the Cleveland Browns, 14, 15 games and uh, they don't make some sort of I, I think it's playoffs. They, no, they got to win a playoff game. Yeah, but playoffs is a bare minimum. No, bare, I think bare minimum, they got to win a playoff game. Okay, good. I like the fact that you're kicking it's, the fire It's off. elevated, and unless he's able to play all those games and this offense don't look different, they're going to start talking about trading Deshaun Watson, which that should be a, a, a thing. Well, that, that, that will never happen. Trade him. <laughs> because but, his back two years, 
are on. I mean, I, I'm surprised that we're paying him what we're yeah. paying him. There will be rumblings of figuring moving out. Moving on. Yes. Yeah, you're going to have to on. get another quarterback. But, if the, he but the GM around. is not. The GM, they're they going to get rid of the GM and the coach if, if it don't work out this year. That's just the way it's going. Because I agree. Because I, and I thought they may have bought themselves some times, but evidently Jimmy Haslam did not think so. If, if Kevin Stefanski does not get an extension, then you might then you might as well just fire him because the whole thing's which I would never do. Well, I think me. I think Kevin's smart enough to walk. I mean, leaving I mean, him on a on a, a lame duck year. No, it would be so stupid, especially after what he did last year. So do you? Th- so here's the thing: Do you believe if he's do you believe he gets an extension if he goes to Jimmy Haslam and said, "I'm okay with not being a play caller." Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's G, G, real quick. That's a perfect segue to this next one. I missed this earlier, but Andrew Berry on whether or not Stefanski will call plays next year said part of that depends on where we land with the staff. It's one of his strengths. Oh, it's a done deal, guys. It's a done deal. He says it's Stefanski's decision, okay? No. Yeah, so what we're going to do is if we strip you of what you said is very important to you, yeah. we're now going to make you fall on that sword and say it was right. your idea. Yeah, exactly. You cool with that? Good. Good soldier. Here's your extension. <laughs> the guy, the guy and they're, so, they're transparent <laughs> even when they're trying not the guy, to be transparent. The guy was the play caller for four years. This last year, with 17 different <laughs> quarterbacks, he did his best job as, as play caller. And now they want to demote him. I'm telling you guys, it feels he, to me like they've already made the decision oh, that he, he will he, not be the play caller. He not go and whether him. that was d- d- uh, precipitated by Deshaun Watson or Paul DePodesta or Jimmy Haslam, I believe that that decision's been made. All I'm saying is, if they bring in Dorsey and they give him the play calling d- d- duties, yeah. I don't know how they expect fans to, to buy that. Remember, yeah. Hugh Jackson received a contract extension after 0-16. Yeah. Yeah. And our 11-win coach with five different quarterbacks who did a marvelous job of pl- calling plays this year doesn't have his extension, and according to our general manager, well, it all depends on who we hire as offensive coordinator. That, that, but that'll be Stefanski's decision. Uh, Stefanski's decision. Nah, that, okay. That, that's the, that, yeah, it's the, you know, I, I wasn't doing no victory uh, laps over nobody. I was just, yeah. but, but listen, we talked about him not giving us nothing. He's giving us a lot. I, 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 he's giving us what's going on with Chubb. He's giving us what's going on with Stefanski. And I believe that this was the ultimatum just to me. Like, hey, we love you as a coach. What you've shown that you can do for our team is hold our team together. The guys play hard for you. You you dealt with adversity. You put everything together with rubber bands, tapes, and glue, and you made it to the playoffs. That's a testament of your leadership. So that's your strong suit. Now give up play calling. Yes. We want leadership to be the forefront. We want you to be the CEO. Let's get you can still mold and shape the coordinator, but let's get somebody that's gonna bring us a little forward into the If that's the decision they made. It's going to have to be a name that we haven't heard yet. Yes, and it has to Because these guys, to me, aren't as qualified as Kevin Stefanski at doing this. Yes, I would like a big name then. If you're going to do that, you're going to strip him of his titles and his medals. The problem is, think about it like this. If If that young coordinator comes in and struggles... Now he's he's on the chopping block. Sure, because we will we. And will, then it's all him and Stefanski got no heat on him. And, and you know there's guys on the offense. First of all, Kevin Stefanski's very popular on the team. Clearly, yes. Did you guys see the soundbite from Njoku yeah, talking the, about how K. much Adam he and show. Stefanski love each other? Yeah, it's a love fest. You don't think if if he's forced to give up play calling, 
and it doesn't go well. You don't think there's going to be guys on the team like, what are we doing here? Are you? I'm not sure that Stefanski would be back on his own. Uh, yeah. I'm like, not. there are six open jobs right now. There would be a team that would give Kevin Stefanski a head coaching job right now. The whole thing's weird. Uh, you know, maybe we're wrong. Maybe maybe this was Stefanski's decision. It's the offseason. Well, we have Jason Lloyd it's, here boy, to help that. us uh, <laughs> decipher what Andrew Berry said. And Jason is brought to us on the FanDuel hotline. The NFL regular season may have wrapped up, but there's still time to get it on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed just by placing a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. And the best part is the app is simple to use. And there are so many different ways to bet, including... Live same game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explorer tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, which is the best and most popular way to find pre-made parlays and so much more. So make sure you visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL.